Hey guys, turkey season is in full swing right now, and if you are planning on getting after it, make sure to pick up some Meat Eater Phelps turkey calls to stuff into the old turkey vest or into your fanny pack right now. I carry a few different things. I like to use mouth calls, and I like to use pot calls. Mouth calls or diaphragms, I like them because it gives you hand-free calling, meaning when you're working a bird up close, you can have your gun on your knee, finger on the trigger, ready to roll, and still be making turkey sounds. I like pot calls. I just like pot calls. I enjoy calling with a pot call. Whatever direction you go, including a box call, which I don't personally use too much, but they're fun and great, and I started out with them. Yanni, on the other hand, one of my main turkey hunting buddies, he loves box calls. And what's funny is I'll now and then look to him and give him the look that means get out your box call and find us a turkey. So it's not that I don't like him. I just have Yanni use his. Then I don't have to carry it. Go to Phelps Game Calls. Get calls that are made in the USA and get calls that'll get them close. Find yours at phelpsgamecalls.com today. It's a meat eater podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we're joined by special guest, Dr. Grace Sertivant. In addition to her, we also have Steve, Brody, Giannis, Chester, Seth, Cal, and Maggie Smith. Now, Grace, how do you feel about trivia? <laughs> Underprepared. Underprepared. But it's going to be a great time. Okay, I like that attitude. Now, if you're not familiar, Grace... This is a 10-round quiz show with questions born out of Meat Eater's four verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. And there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. So far, we've had Steve win six times, Brody win four, Giannis win three, and Clay, Seth, Corinne, Chester, and Dustin Huff have each won once. Now, I have an update for you, Steve, on the scorekeeping. Corinne didn't win. Ooh, you're not going to like this update either. <laughs> I was trying to solicit listeners to help us gather some data on Meat Eater Trivia. Mm -hmm. But before that episode even published, since it's weeks away from going out, I had somebody reach out who had already taken the liberty upon themselves to do that anyway. So they have been gathering how many each person's gotten right, uh, when we've gone into overtime, what people's win percentage is, how much people have donated to certain organizations. It is coming along nicely. It's not ready yet, but you're going to be blown away. By all the data we have. What would I not like about that, bro? Can you give him a little preview that I will, you gave me? We, we'll, we'll start trickling out some of this information over the next few weeks. But one of the most important data points that we have so far is correct answers per round. And Brody's winning. Really? <laughs> what about whining? Has he factored who does oh, the most whining? <laughs> he actually did. He included in the spreadsheets each time Steve makes a complaint. Uh, there was one episode where you were really on one. I think you had 12 complaints. <laughs> That's like more than one you're per question. Yeah, <laughs> you're aver averaging more than one per question. But then other episodes, you only had like two or three. So I, I think we should uh, backtrack, figure out what happened to you that morning or, or uh, what happened the, the night before, if your kids got in trouble, what their grades were, and then we might be on to something there. So the, the data is coming along nicely. I don't need anybody else to reach out to the media your inbox. Because we have our official statistician. No, that's great. Thank you. Who is that? Can you tell us that? Not yet. More, more coming soon. Now, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. That's because this episode drops on June 29th, which is one day 
after we released the first episode of season two of Pardon My Plate. Four days after Seth gets married. Yeah. This has nothing nice. to do with that, but I, I, <laughs> I like that. Now, if you're not familiar, Pardon My Plate is a show I host on our YouTube channel where we cook critters that most folks assume are inedible. So to celebrate the new season, every question today is going to have something to do with the animals we eat on Pardon My Plate. That means each of these questions is going to have a tie to carp, coot, coyote, muskrat, crow, bobcat, goldfish, or skunk. Now, don't worry. I know it's your show and all, but I don't think you described it well. It's not that people widely regard to be inedible. It's Uh that there's a spirited debate about the edibility. And usually it falls on the end of the spectrum, though, that says they are inedible. Yeah, but it's generally a thing where people it's generally a thing where people comment on the lack. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like you don't hear. I guess you could do one on jellyfish, for instance. Eh, never mind. I take that back. You're right. Hey, um, is marmot on the uh, <clears throat> up and coming? If we list? go to a season three, I think we'll have to do marmot. Uh, Definitely. Seeing them all over right now. That'd be Just cleaning those things is a challenge. I think you should do jellyfish. You've done one? It's like a little bear. It's full of fat. (laughs) Very hard to skin. A lot of of fat. Animal that somebody doesn't eat. Have you done prairie dog? We've not done prairie dog. That would also be on season three. Now, jellyfish. My kid at one. Have you done a nutria? No. We did muskrat. That would be another good one. We do have rodents, though. Now, don't worry. If you've never seen the show, you'll still be able to participate in today's round of trivia because these are still questions from our four verticals. And to compete in today's round of trivia, I've also invited Maggie Smith, the producer of Pardon My Plate. Maggie has put more hours into this show, so she should be well-equipped to answer questions about all the weird things we eat. How are you feeling, Maggie? Bring it on. (laughs) All right. Now, before we get to trivia, we have some housekeeping to take care of. On a previous episode of Trivia... I asked where the annual world champion squirrel cook-off is held. The correct answer was Arkansas, but the world champion squirrel cook-off reached out and said that after a decade of taking place in Bentonville, they are moving to Tennessee in 2022. Why? Well, according to them, it would suck if the Super Bowl was in Cleveland for 40 straight years, so they want to give the rest of the country a chance to experience the squirrel cooking competition. Taking it on the road over to Joyce's or Grace's house. I, I like it. Joyce. That's that, did you call me Joyce? Yeah, I just did. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I haven't been called Joyce before. But, you know, it's got this in the end. It does. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you live in Tennessee and you want to see the world champion squirrel cook-off or compete in it, it's coming there in October. I think we could probably convince them to come to Bozeman, Montana some year, too. Well, if they want a change of scenery, they should go a little farther than, like, Tennessee. It's right there. It's not very far. <laughs> little steps. Yep. Little steps. I cut um, my squirrel hunting <clears throat> teeth down there in that neck of the woods. Well, you were, you were born and raised in Tennessee, right? Mississippi. Grenada, Mississippi well, is where I was born and raised. how did you become Miss Tennessee? Because I was a full-time student at Vanderbilt. It was a contested issue. My The first runner-up. Wow. Did contest my win, but Like, she's I, not I really from Tennessee. Because I was a full-time resident of the state of Tennessee for the required time period. But the second place contested it. You know. Is it, it was, a thing? Geez. Is it a thing in pageantry where somebody would uh like grow up in Texas but they're going to move to North Dakota because that's easier to compete there? People have done that. Now I w- I did not grow up like toddlers and tier. I was not like a like born and bred pageant girl. Uh-huh. Um I like to think I'm not a stereotypical pageant girl. Um but it was a really cool experience, so I'm not going to like knock it. But um but yeah, I have heard of people going that far as to move to a state 
that did not have as strong of contenders yeah, it's like wow. when, to better when, their chances. It was like when Hillary Clinton's all of a sudden like, I'm running for a Senate. Dr. Oz. In New York, where I've never been. Dr. Oz <laughs> in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Now, also, a listener brought to my attention that the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission is now hosting a Nature Nerd Trivia Night. Their first event was held in May and took place at five bars across the state. You were allowed to compete in groups of five, and there were prizes for the winning teams. It's unclear when Nebraska will hold their next Nature Nerd Trivia Night, but good on them for combining a few of our favorite things, nature, trivia, and beer. They didn't say how the turnout was. You know, I haven't heard. How it is. Uh, that sounds like a great idea. If Montana did that, we'd have a team for sure. Every state should get on that action. Yeah, that's great. With that, we're on to trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? Just tend to win everything. Game on, suckers! Now, a reminder here, all 10 questions will have some sort of tie to Pardon My Plate, which is available on YouTube right now. Question one, the topic is conservation, and it is multiple choice. According to the USGS, which of these animals is not found in Alaska? Goldfish, crow, common carp, or coyote? Again, according to the USGS, which of these animals is not found in Alaska? Is it goldfish, crow, common carp, or coyote? Steve, you probably have the best connection to Alaska in this room. How do you feel? Not cocky. Not cocky. Grace is very proud of her answer, showing it off to the room. <laughs> question one. I don't think anybody's trying to cheat off my paper with this topic. Giannis, I think we're waiting on you. I might take it all. You never know. I like it. I love an underdog. Everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying crow, Grace saying goldfish, Seth saying crow, Brody saying common carp, Cal saying carp, Marge saying carp, Chester saying goldfish, and Giannis saying coyote. The correct answer is carp. Yes. yes. Crows have been in Alaska for a long, as long as humans have. Coyotes showed up about 100 years ago in the southeastern part of the state, and goldfish have recently been found in numerous ponds in urban areas, including Jewel Lake, Cheney Lake, and Taku Lake in Anchorage. Would it have counted if, um, like, one of the university ponds in Anchorage had, like, carp in it? You know, they, they've actually had a few instances where goldfish have showed up or, or carp in urban ponds, but they still have declared that carp have not entered Alaska's boundaries. Yeah. Buddy of mine up there has been in Alaska fisheries forever. Met him through Steve, so I knew that one. Well done. <laughs> well, technically, goldfish is a carp, so, you know. That, that's why we went common carp. <laughs> We're on to question two. What'd you have, Brody? Carp. What'd you have, Yanni? <laughs> Coyote. Oh, that's right. I thought yours was stupid. <laughs> and the topic is cooking. A long-standing tradition allows many Catholics in the Great Lakes region to eat muskrat during Lent. What is the first day of Lent? Oh, Bubba gonna be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna be pissed? My grandmother. Oh no, says grandma. Now again, oh, man, a long-standing tradition allows many Catholics in the Great Lakes region to eat muskrat during Lent. What is the first day of Lent? Are you looking for a date? No. Oh, Peggy's gonna be 
upset too, Chester. So you're you're anticipating getting a lot of blowback for not knowing this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're looking for a born, calendar date, right? They're like, God had one son. What it's, was his name? <laughs> it changes every year. <laughs> so it's like, ah. I'm looking for what day every year does Lent start on? Brody erased. I thought this would be a gimme oh, for the room. I'm just like, wow. I wish the question would have been what the setup was. I mean, that, that, I, I wish you'd been looking for the answer that you gave in the setup. But you I, I got that right. I think it, you're talking about how they eat muskrats. Yeah, I don't bees, think it was exclusive to muskrats. Mus- no, beavers, right. muskrats. Can you, can you say the question one more time? One more time here. A long-standing tradition allows many Catholics in the Great Lakes region to eat muskrat during Lent. What is the first day of Lent. Steve, you should be very happy with this question. It seems as though no one else in the room knows it. Oh, I didn't write cockily. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not every- unhappy with my answer. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Good Friday, Grace saying Day After Fat Tuesday, <laughs> Seth saying Wednesday, Brody saying Friday Before Easter, Cal saying Ash Wednesday, Marge saying Ash Wednesday, Chester saying Four Weeks Before Easter, <laughs> Giannis saying day after Fat Tuesday. Giannis and I are thinking along the same lines. The correct answer is Ash Wednesday, which I believe is the day after Fat Tuesday, right? Correct. So we'll give it to you. Bullshit! No! Come on! Come on! I got one! I'm sorry. It's, it's not yeah. incorrect. They you were can very come sp- up with Tuesday, but you can't think of Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How is that correct? Two days after the day before <laughs> Fat Tuesday. Right. Either way, that's it's a point for us. It's almost as good as saying once a year. <laughs> now, the genesis of eating muskrat during Lent goes back to the early 18th century. It all started after a parish in Detroit made a special exemption that allowed Catholics to eat muskrats during Lent so that they wouldn't starve to death during a series of hard springs that caused rural missionaries to run low on food. So we're, you're still accepting that answer? What'd you have, I will take the you day after yeah. Fat Tuesday. Yeah, that's fine. That is so also known as Ash Wednesday. I want people to notice that right. I'm not complaining about that. Will you take <laughs> your count? Just <laughs> Wednesday, right? Be like, I no. can't name it. No? Not taking just Wednesday. Did <laughs> you say Wednesday? Yeah, yeah you said one day. Good Friday. Wednesday. I'm complaining about it because the Catholics okay, don't actually acknowledge Fat Tuesday. Okay, <laughs> we will give it to you for saying. We're on to question three. Yeah, Seth said Wednesday. <laughs> That's every bit as good as the day after Tuesday. <laughs> the topic is... No, no, I want a ruling on this. Okay. Is I'm with Spencer. after Tuesday. The, fat, the day after, the day fat, after Tuesday. fat Tuesday. Not any Tuesday. The day after Tuesday. Tuesday is Wednesday. Didn't Forrest Gump's girlfriend die on a Tuesday? Tuesday. That's not what he sounds like. Well, we gave a specific Tuesday. (laughs) Not just a general Tuesday. But you didn't give a specific Wednesday. I would say 100 percent I'm already put my hearing protection in. (laughs) Yeah, but you you said what day? 100 percent Yanni and Grace get it. And I'm going to defer to Phil for if Seth gets it and Seth or Phil says that Seth does. Yeah. Thanks, We Bill. will give it to oh, you, What did Seth, Seth have? Wednesday. Wednesday. That like, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> general Wednesday. Name the day. I named the day. But it's not. Two it's, people it's in the once room a year. name the day, and they got it. It's <laughs> once a year. You just said you named 52 oh. days. That could mean oh tomorrow. 
Tomorrow. Yeah, but Wednesday. I thought he, he meant like what day does it land on? Well, it lands on a Wednesday. If you give it to him, I quit. Show is canceled. I gotta pull a Steve right now and kind of complain about the way Spencer worded that question because oh. he didn't he didn't say like what do they refer to it as or like what do they call it. Yeah. And he just said what day does it fall like? And it falls, Seth said it falls Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Uh, whatever. I got it wrong either way. Unless there's some way that I could argue that it was Friday. <laughs> whatever. Let's go. I'm going to name the day it's not, but you guys get the idea. <laughs> oh, yeah, that counts. You get it. Because <laughs> there's only seven of them. I mean, how picky can you be? <laughs> Question three. The topic is biology. This word describes the scavenging diet of crows and coyotes, which means they feed on rotting carcasses without participating in the killing of the animal. Can you re-read it? This word describes the scavenging diet of crows and coyotes, which means they feed on rotting carcasses without participating in the killing of the animal. Steve had a quick answer. The rest of the room, though, not so much. Quite cockily, I'll point out. I, Maggie, I'm feeling Maggie good. knew it right away. She says Brody knew it. Bro, you felt it right away. Oh yeah. Like humunculus told you, or you just knew. <laughs> My humunculus and me both knew. Pretty sure I finished writing before Steve. Wow. Oh, I Ooh. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm you, talking about. Mind Maggie. you, Maggie is too bring two. the heat. Does everybody have an answer? No. But I know when they throw it up, I'm going to be like, yep, of course. I'm not happy with my answer. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying carrion. Oh. Grace without an answer. Seth saying scavenger. Brody saying carrion. Steve spelled it wrong. Cal saying carrion. Marge saying carrion. Chester without an answer. And Yana saying carrion. That is the correct answer. Carrion. Jeez, Marge. I'm voting for Marge. Steve spelled it wrong, though. So, you know, we listen. Everyone. Listen. Spelling is not part of the game, unless I say it Neither is. Neither is the right day, right, Maggie, Kel? Did you, did, you know all, did you know all this stuff before you like wrote all this stuff for these shows, or is it just fresh in your mind? She found it out two days before Friday. I'm not going to give away my secrets. <laughs> Other animals, Some folks call it Wednesday. I call it two days before Friday. Other yeah, animals with carrion diets include vultures, hyenas, crabs, and beetles. Many carrion eaters are also gorge eaters, which means they fill their stomachs and crops beyond what you think is their natural limit. We're on to question four. The topic is fishing. This river, which has produced multiple state record carp, was dammed up to create famous reservoirs like Guntersville Lake, Wheeler Lake, and Kentucky Lake. So I'm looking for the name of a river. This river, which has produced multiple state record carp, was dammed up to create famous reservoirs like Guntersville Lake, Wheeler Lake, and Kentucky Lake. Grace, how you feel about this? That's sort of from your, from your part of the world. I'll take a look at a map. A stumped room. I mean, I wrote down an answer, but I have very little confidence. Does everybody have an answer? No. That's what I was going to put. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, you know, something I realized, uh, before How I come you feeling, to... Steve? I wonder if Brody reads my shit off this, gla- <laughs> off this, gla- this reflective glass surface. 
something I realized is that I always bounce these questions off of my wife before I come in and play and it sort of helps me gauge how hard the round is. And the last couple times, she gets half as many right as the winner. And I'll tell you, last night when we played, she got five right. So today's winner should be Shit. nine to ten range. Well, ten's out. Hasn't everyone missed already? Uh, nope. Not not no. Maggie, our oh, ringer. Ma Maggie's batting. Did Maggie write the you questions? You do, Cal? <laughs> Does everybody Cal have an answer? Too. I don't have an answer. All right, let's go. Go ahead and reveal your answer. We have Steve saying the Kentucky River. Grace saying Tennessee River. Seth saying the St. Lawrence. Brody saying Ohio River. Cal that. saying the Ohio River. Maggie without an answer. Chester saying the Arkansas River. Not and Giannis that. saying the Tennessee River. We do have a correct answer in the room. It is... The Tennessee River. Nice. Oh my God! Hey, now. I should have stuck with that. Giannis got it right. Yes. Too. Good work. And Go just for the record, Giannis and I are across the table from each other and not reading off each other's. That's right. Papers. Gauntersville. Communicating through the hearing protection. Gauntersville and Wheeler. How'd you know it? Was, yes. Well, <laughs> Kentucky Lake, I know, know is in their area. So and Kentucky Lake Kentucky is Kentucky. on the border of Kentucky and Tennessee, and it's very confusing when you're there. Like, Gauntersville right. and Wheeler are the two biggest lakes in Alabama, both of which were formed by dams on the Tennessee River. Guntersville has hosted the Bassmaster Classic three times, and Wheeler Lake has hosted it once. We're on to question five. We'll get a scoreboard update after this from Phil. And this next great question comes to us via Joe Haywood. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. Moorhen, which is a type of bird related to coots in the rail family, was the winning word at the 2022 Scripps Spelling Bee. So, for the first time ever in trivia history, I need you to spell the answer to correctly, and that is Moorhen. You need to spell Moorhen. Again, this was the winning word <laughs> at the 2022 Scripps Spelling Bee, and it is a type of bird related to coots in the rail family. Moorhen. I, I got no idea. Phil, how do you think you would do on this one if I were to ask you to spell Moorhen? You think you'd get it? Uh, I learned a new word for the first time today, and it was Moorhen. Okay. It's got to be tricky, so it's not... Uh, it wouldn't be something you can just sound it out. <laughs> Steve, you ate gallonule when you were down in Louisiana last time, right? Very good, but I couldn't spell it. <laughs> Matter of fact, when I was trying to tell Brody about it the other day, it took about 15 minutes to find it on Google. Oh, no way. I didn't know what to start writing in. <laughs> Does everybody like, have an uh, answer? It's got a G in it. Looking for you to spell Moorhen. Mm. Let's just wrap it up. <laughs> Giannis? You're just waiting on me? Yes. The CH gets everybody. <laughs> Giannis is now writing a new version of the word. All right, I'm ready. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve going M-O-O-R-H-E-N. Grace going M-U-O-R-H-E-N-N-E. -N -N -E. Seth saying M-O-U-R-H-E-N. Brody saying M-O-O-R-H-E-N. Cal saying M-O-O-R-H-E-N. Marge saying M-A-U-R-E-H-E-N. That's very creative. <laughs> Chester going M-O-O-R-E-H-E-N and Giannis going M-O-H-R-H-E-N. He crossed out M-O-O-R-H-E-N. You guys did pretty well. The correct answer is M-O-O-R-H-E-N. Right there, Phil. 
M O R H E N. That seems like an easy now, spelling bee. Here's here's why it I was, put mine down thinking that I was just throwing it away. Harini Logan won this year's spelling bee with that word in the competition's first ever lightning round tiebreaker. The 14-year-old eighth grader from San Antonio spelled 21 words correctly in the 90-second spell-off while her competitor only got 15 right. Congrats, Harini. Now, if you thought that was easy, it's because it was. When they did the lightning round tiebreaker this year, they made them of a much easier difficulty. So that's why Moorhen doesn't seem as complicated as what you'd think. Was to some people. Phil, hit us with a scoreboard <laughs> update. Uh, in last place, uh, with no points on the board yet, is Chester the Divester? Tester. He's a tester now. D- yeah, lately. Yeah. Yep. And with one point, coming up next is Seth. Uh, Wednesday. T- yeah, right. tied, <laughs> tied for third place, we have Grace and Steve with two points. Uh, tied for second place, we have Maggie, Giannis, and Brody with three. And then with four points in first place... A man who's been getting a lot of shit for his trivia performance lately is Cal. Right, Callahan. Yeah, it's all earned, Phil. So earned. Seth's only correct answer is Wednesday. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Then I don't feel bad at all. You got, you got it. I uh, <laughs> nailed it. Hey guys, turkey season is in full swing right now, and if you are planning on getting after it, make sure to pick up some meat eater Phelps turkey calls to stuff into the old turkey vest or into your fanny pack right now. I carry a few different things. I like to use mouth calls and I like to use pot calls. Mouth calls or diaphragms I like them because it gives you hand-free calling meaning when you're working a bird up close you can have your gun on your knee finger on the trigger ready to roll and still be making turkey sounds. I like pot calls because I just like pot calls. I enjoy calling with a pot call. Whatever direction you go, including a box call, which I don't personally use too much, but they're fun and great, and I started out with them. Yanni, on the other hand, one of my main turkey hunting buddies, he loves box calls. And what's funny is I'll now and then look to him and give him the look that means get out your box call and find us a turkey. So it's not that I don't like him. I just have Yanni use his. Then I don't have to carry it. Go to Phelps Game Calls. Get calls that are made in the USA and get calls that'll get them close. Find yours at phelpsgamecalls.com today. Halfway through the game of trivia, we're on to question six. The topic is trapping. In 2019, what became the first U.S. state to ban the sale of fur products? In 2019, what became the first U.S. state to ban the sale of fur products. Now, this question is relevant because many of the animals we eat on Pardon My Plate are typically harvested for their fur. Giannis, how you feel about this one? Yeah, like a 75%. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. Cal, the man in the lead, how you feeling? Uh, shaky because there's a ton of articles because two another state followed immediately uh, after and I can't remember which one's in the lead. And it was like a, a pretty big asterisk. Yeah, big time because. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can't remember where it was. Does everybody have an answer? Yeah, kind of. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying New York, Grace saying California, Seth saying California, Brody saying California. With an asterisk. 
Cal saying New York. Maggie saying California. Chester saying California. And Giannis saying California. I love California. how everybody guesses either New York or California. And the, no one's like, uh, North Dakota. <laughs> and the correct answer is California. Son of a bitch. Now, prior to the statewide ban, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Berkeley, and West Hollywood all banned fur sales at a city level. Since then, other cities in Massachusetts, Michigan, and Florida have made similar laws, but California remains the only state with a statewide ban. Now, Cal, I'm not aware of New York having a, a fur sales ban. I don't, I don't think that's right. Didn't the city do some shit like that? Right. Because yeah. there's... The an entire garment district that was based mm -hmm. around fur, which is why it was a really interesting story, right? And and the city ban was um, also shot full of holes, much like the California thing, where it's like, but, you know, you can still have fur. It just has to be brought in from someplace else, and it can't be like... Or it can be historical used, like fur. used fur is okay. Yeah. yeah it's a whole yeah. bunch of... Yeah. It's and not, then, like, it's know, not if like if you just see someone with some piece of fur on them, they're going right. to get... I mean, it's still <laughs> stupid as shit. If you have a leather belt, leather shoes, and a leather that's vest, right. no and one a leather biker jacket, that's fine. If you got fur on, they say, <laughs> you need to shave that fur off and turn that into leather. Yeah. Or else you're in trouble. Yeah. We're going to get you. We are on to question seven. The topic is conservation. How many species of wildcats are native to North America? Again, how many species of wildcats are native to North America? See a lot of folks make, making lists on their whiteboard. How many species of wildcats are native to North America? Seth, you just doing the math in your head? Mm -hmm. I'm using my fingers below the oh, table. Okay. A lot of thinking here. I don't know if anybody has written down an official answer yet. Grace, how you feel about this? Just pulling a number out of thin air. Okay. But you know what? Sometimes you get lucky. Might be the right one. Might be the right one. And it was a souped up wild cat. Big old buff cat. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Uh, yes. yes. Go for it. Maggie, you got an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying six, Grace saying 12, Seth saying five, Brody saying six, Cal saying five, Maggie saying three, Chester saying three, and Giannis saying six. We do have a correct answer in the room. It is six. A lot of what are they, Steve? Bobcat, Lynx, Cougar, Ocelot, Ocelot Jaguar, Jagger, or as Spencer says, Jaguar. <laughs> or as Spencer would say, a Jaguar undie. That's why I asked you to or, say it. <laughs> or as I say, Jaguar. Uh, now, Jagger Undy. The smallest so from the of, top, Bobcat Lynx, Cougar, Ocelot, Jaguar, Jaguar Undy. The smallest of these six species is the Jaguar Undy, which maxes out at about 15 pounds. And despite their name, they are most closely related to pumas and are occasionally spotted in Texas and Florida. Does that one have another common name? Jaguar. <laughs> the small one? Not that I'm aware of. Chupacabra? What's a cat called a serval? Isn't there a... Is that some other? That's not a cat. Different? Oh, it's not? No. What am I thinking of? I know what you're thinking of. And it's we do a... have a seventh cat in North America, which is the domestic cat, but it's not native to here, so it does not count. We're on to question eight. We will get a scoreboard update from Phil after this. Skunks are one of the only critters in the world that are immune to the venom from what animal? Again, skunks are one of the only critters in the world that are immune to the venom from what animal? Marty Dunn. <laughs> Maggie knew this one. 
I got a couple things I'm gonna put down. <laughs> you, you can pick which one you like. Can I ask a question? <laughs> I might not answer. <laughs> Go ahead. Is this like a specific or a, like a type? You put down whatever you think <sighs> is right. Okay, I will. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve. I want to preface it by saying I'm having a rough game. <laughs> Steve saying rattlesnake. Grace saying snake. Seth saying rattlesnake. Brody saying snake. Cal saying rattlesnake. Corinne saying snakes. Chester saying rattlesnake. And Yana saying rattlesnake. And me saying we are not going to accept snake. Everybody got it right. They are immune to all snake venom. Oh. So, everybody <laughs> got that one. All snake venom. All snake venom. Other animals that are immune to snake venom include wood rats, California ground squirrels, possums, domestic pigs, hedgehogs, honey badgers, and mongoose. Studies have shown that skunks are unaffected by doses of snake venom 100 times higher than what it would take to kill a dog. Spencer, did you trap that skunk you ate or did you shoot it? Uh, we actually had a, a uh, landowner from out of town that had some problem skunks where he set the traps. And uh, over a couple days span, he let me know when he got one. How'd that skunk sit with you? We, we have an episode coming out where we eat the thing and you can watch it then. How about that? I can't wait. <laughs> Phil, hit us with a scoreboard update. All right. Well, we have four players who are still in it. Actually, I guess technically we have six. We have Steve and Grace tied for third place with four. We have Maggie and Cal tied for second place with five. And tied for first place, Brody Henderson and Giannis Butelis with oh, six points. Damn, my nemesis. <laughs> Question nine. The topic is cooking. The National Outdoor Show, which features a muskrat skinning contest and muskrat cooking contest, is held every year in what East Coast state? Again, this is the National Outdoor Show, which features a muskrat skinning contest and muskrat cooking contest. is held every year in what East Coast state? Steve, did you know this one right away? I wouldn't say that. I got a strong feeling. I mean, my, everything like east of Illinois. My homunculus has a strong opinion. <laughs> How about you, Seth? You look like you had a quick answer. I have a good feeling, but I, there's, yeah. I have a good feeling, but I, I'm, it might be not right. <laughs> not right. <laughs> they, yeah. they, uh, they name a Miss Muskrat. They do actually. give away anything. They do have a Miss Muskrat if you'd want to go compete, Let's Grace. cut the chair. Yeah, did you ever you think know, about that, that, Grace? That ship sailed a long time ago. Over a decade. <laughs> we're, that, yeah. Does everybody have an answer? I want to see what, I just need to see what Brody. Go ahead and reveal got. your answers. We Damn have it. Steve saying yeah, Maryland, Grace saying South Carolina. Seth saying Maryland, Brody saying Pennsylvania, Cal saying Pennsylvania, Maggie saying Pennsylvania, Chester saying Connecticut, and Giannis saying Giannis Maryland. Giannis going to be pulled into Pennsylvania the lead. Pennsylvania is the great. The correct player. answer is Maryland. Son of a bitch, Giannis going to win two in a row. <laughs> it <laughs> Easy. just sounded like a Easy. southern thing. Hey, it Easy. ain't over yet. That's right. In an unrelated event, Maryland is also home to a muskrat leg-eating world championship. The winner of the 2021 competition was Chucky Love Hayward, who ate 20 legs in three minutes. Second place went to the defending champion, Peg Leg Bramble, who ate 19 muskrat legs. 
That's a good way to get a bone stuck in your throat, man. <laughs> they actually, when when the competition is over, they have an official judge, which I think is like the town mayor, that goes through and evaluates the plates to see how many bones are around and, and to make sure that everybody ate the muskrats they said they ate. Hmm. Who's calling you? You want to know? No. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> it's the punt gun salesman. Oh, actually. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll I'll hit him back up after this. The punt gun should be here this month. I cannot wait. We are on to the final question. Phil, give us a scoreboard update. All right. Well, in second place, we have Brody Henderson with six, and Giannis is in first with seven points. So I'm like, out, out. You're like out. But a reminder, we are going to be collecting data from every game of trivia, so you should still try because it oh. could affect your average score per game. The topic is conservation. The Global Invasive Species Database named two trout in the top 100 worst invasive species on the planet. What are they? Again, the Global Invasive Species Database named two trout in the top 100 worst invasive species on the planet. Is this going to... What are they? Listen. What do you mean? I already got a complaint. <laughs> I haven't even heard the answer. Because are you going to be asking what's trout and what's not a trout? You said it, not me. <laughs> now, I this got a question, question. Real quick. What's up? Is this thing in shootable condition? Can we take it out on private land and touch it off or what? Oh, that's that's like the finale of whatever we do with this. Oh, you know, you remember the comedian Gallagher? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you you might remember because you guys had a similar hairstyle. Well, he grew, the edges, he grew the edges out. Yeah. Gallagher had two lines of humor, which was he would do wordplay jokes. Then, after boring everybody with that shit, he would get out a giant sledgehammer and smash fruit. Watermelons. Yeah. Grace, you never heard of this fella? No. Watermelons, cantaloupes. And like people that were in the know would like bring a rain poncho. Yeah. Well, we're going to become like Gallagher with that punt gun. <laughs> People in the know will bring hearing protection. <laughs> <laughs> well Seth. done, Seth. Seth. Well Very quick. If only we knew somebody <laughs> yes. that could help us out. Seth's right. quick little I may brain. know a guy. Brody, how are you feeling about this question? Well, I, 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 I kind of want to answer differently than I want to on the off chance that it might be different than Giannis's <laughs> answer, and I'll like sneak oh. up on him. Giannis, how well, you feeling? the other part of it is, is I don't know. Trout? Yeah, Pretty because good. there's a thing that I would think. Yes. But I could also see him being like, particularly for like the kind of place we're in right now. Now, I'll tell you why this is relevant to pardon my play. It's because Common Carp also made the top 100 worst invasive species I'm putting it down there, man, but I'm going to be really pissed if it's what I think it is. Does everybody have an answer? Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answer. We have Steve saying, what, oh, we what's that say? one? Rainbow. Two, two of them. Two of them. Oh, okay. well, I had Brooke right there. Rainbow and Brooke. Grace without I an answer. Nothing. Seth saying Lake mm. and Rainbow. We got different Brody answers. Brody saying Rainbow and Brooke. Cal saying Brown, brown. and Rainbow. I had Brown, Giannis, and but Char. I changed it just on the other Maggie chance. saying Rainbow and Brown. Chester saying Brooke and Lake. And I Giannis think Brody caught up. Rainbow and Brown. Chester. Brody caught up. No, I think somebody Chester. did get it right in the room. The correct yeah. answer Chester. is rainbow and brown. Oh, who had that? Oh, oh my God! Yanni wins by a landslide. Giannis, <laughs> and I think Maggie also got it, and Cal. 
Well done, Giannis. <laughs> because a brook, job, trout, a brook trout's not a trout. That's right. Well, that's that was, why I'm pissed. Rainbow and brown were the answers. Uh, how many species of char are in the top 100? That's what I'm we want to know. Not aware. Yanni wins by a landslide. What? Paper that says rain, <laughs> rainbow could also be considered one of the world's most successful parasites. Yeah. Uh, a parasite off humans. Because yeah. brook trout are definitely a like... A char. Or like I, a yeah, but they're like... I think arguably more invasive than rainbows or browns. Yanni's gonna be like in the like the in the like hall of fame. Yanni has been didn't, on a didn't real your brother heater Danny lately. say uh, rainbow are actually a salmon. Yeah, there's some. I don't know. There's not a kinds. trout. <laughs> Yanni's like in the like very very strong player these days. Yannis, is that two in a row? Yes, sir. You've also now <laughs> caught up to uh, Brody for total wins. So Steve is going to yes. be giving you the stink eye as well as Brody from now on. I've been trying to stay under the radar, but those days <laughs> must be over. Now, Giannis, as the winner, you get to choose where our $500 donation goes. So what's it going to be? I'd like to donate it to the Vale Bighorn Sheep Initiative. Now, we might need to give them a little bit of time so they can actually receive the money because this is like a very new uh, organization and uh-huh. a new initiative. But in uh, Vail, Colorado, where Brody and I both used to live, we actually never lived in Vail. We lived in Eagle County, which is the county that it's in. But there's a uh, very small chunk of uh, winter range for these bighorn sheep that live in the Gore Range where mm-hmm. I got to hunt and kill my sheep last year. And it's like the whole winter range is like 140-some acres. Well, 24 acres of it is trying to be, uh, Vail Resorts is trying to develop it. To housing for employees Correct. of the you know ski of, resort. You know of it. Last thing this world we, needs is more people that work at a ski hill. <laughs> we, we had an article about it, didn't we, on the website? Not yet, but we will soon. Oh, and I okay. imagine it would be something that Cal's Week in Review touches on as well. That would be awesome if you would do that. Cal sounds sounds right in the wheelhouse. Okay, so uh, there you go. If you're interested in it right now, and uh, you can't, if you need more than what you can find on the meter website. You can also go to uh, howlforwildlife.org. They've got some stuff to uh, that you can do for the Vale Bighorn Sheep Initiative as well. That's right. We're going to hit you over the head with information about the ski resort trying to build an important habitat for bighorn sheep. Well done, Yanni. Yeah, Yanni. Just Thank you. Really emerging as a dominant. He's a force. juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, just emerging as a dominant, intimidating force. <laughs> I think kind of at first, Yanni, you maybe didn't get it, like what what we were doing, what was going on. Then here. one day he's like, "Oh, <laughs> they want the right answer." <laughs> I don't have to ask it in question form. And here Although, he is. It all started to click. That. Tuesday, Wednesday thing. That's right. He still would have won by a point. No. Yeah, he won by Lance. He won by two over you. That's right. Grace, (laughs) Grace and Maggie, thank you for joining us today. If you like today's episode of Meat Eater Trivia, then you're going to like Pardon My Plate. Please go watch it on our YouTube channel, episode one, where Steve and I cook muskrat is out right now. Episodes two and three, where Cal and I cook crow and Giannis and I cook bobcat, will be out next week. And that's it for today's round of Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins.
Hey guys, turkey season is in full swing right now, and if you are planning on getting after it, make sure to pick up some Meat Eater Phelps turkey calls to stuff into the old turkey vest or into your fanny pack right now. I carry a few different things. I like to use mouth calls, and I like to use pot calls. Mouth calls or diaphragms, I like them because it gives you hand-free calling, meaning when you're working a bird up close, you can have your gun on your knee, finger on the trigger, ready to roll, and still be making turkey sounds. I like pot calls because I just like pot calls. I enjoy calling with a pot call. Whatever direction you go, including a box call, which I don't personally use too much, but they're fun and great, and I started out with them. Yanni, on the other hand, one of my main turkey hunting buddies, he loves box calls. And what's funny is I'll now and then look to him and give him the look that means get out your box call and find us a turkey. So it's not that I don't like him. I just have Yanni use his. Then I don't have to carry it. Go to Phelps Game Calls. Get calls that are made in the USA and get calls that'll get them close. Find yours at phelpsgamecalls.com today.